welcome tonight. Uh, glad you're here. Let's go before the Lord and we will, and those watching or participating online, welcome in tonight. Let's go before the Lord and let's uh, prepare our hearts to receive from him tonight. Father, we thank you for this opportunity. It is midweek. And we thank you that we have an opportunity in the middle of the week to come together with brothers and sisters of like precious faith around something that we all enjoy, and that is your word. I thank you that it is made clearer to us the more we dig into it and we have the Holy Spirit who shows us all things, reveals all things to us. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it. The eyes of our understanding are enlightened. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. All right, we're going to uh, go into the word tonight. Uh, we didn't do our lesson on Sunday. And this Sunday, we have a special service. Uh, our brother-in-law, uh, my brother-in-law, Tom, will be with us. And he's going to be sharing his testimony of healing. And so uh, we're excited uh, about having him uh, with us. So I'm thinking that we probably won't get into this there either. <laughs> and so uh, at that point, so we're going to do this tonight. Uh, we'll start on it and we'll finish it up in just a few weeks. So those participating online, thank you for joining us tonight. We're grateful every time we can come together uh, around uh, the word of God. And we always ask the Holy Spirit to enlighten us, to open our eyes so that way we can understand and receive the word of God because that's his job. He reveals himself and Jesus to us more clearly. Amen? Amen. So we've been on a series on the Holy Spirit. This is our 11th part to it, believe it or not. <laughs> 11 parts. We're almost done. We're almost done, I promise. I think we probably have two more after this one. But we've been talking, I mean, you can never exhaust the topic of the Holy Spirit. You can never exhaust a topic like him because he's the one uh, who is here. His ministry is for this time on this earth. It's for us. And he, he, he's here. And we talked on uh, Sunday how he doesn't want to just be a come and go in our lives. He wants to be an abiding presence in our lives. He doesn't just want to, okay, I sense the Holy Spirit. Okay, he's gone. No, he wants to be with us at all times. And so we're talking about the Holy Spirit and his gifts. And we've talked about the other two categories of gifts, the revelatory gifts. And we've also talked about the vocal gifts. We're talking about the power gifts right now. And so uh, we are going to start on one of them. So the category of gifts that do something. And so the gifts of power are the gift of faith, the working of miracles, and the gifts of healings. And let's go to our foundation scripture that we've been reading in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 to 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 to 11. And I'm going to read it out of the New King James. It says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another, or uh, yeah, I'm getting all mixed up here, to another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another, faith by the same Spirit, to another, gifts 
of healings by the same spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. So we see there's a number of gifts, nine to be exact, one source, and that is the Holy Spirit. And we also see in this verse that he is the one who distributes. He's the one who distributes as he chooses or as he wills. And so what we're doing during this series, and you can go back and watch it on YouTube or on our church page, our website, or on Facebook uh, over the last 11, <laughs> 11 or so weeks that we've done it. But what we're doing with this series is increasing our understanding of the gifts because there's much confusion and much misuse of the gifts in the local church. But we're also uh, increasing our hunger for the things of the Spirit. And I don't know about you, but since we've started this series, my hunger for the things of the Spirit uh, has increased. And so I'm grateful for that. So we're going to talk about the gift of faith tonight. And uh, we also, it can also be called special faith. And we'll look at why it's called special faith. Um, Paul mentions this gift. We just read it in verse 9 of 1 Corinthians 12. It says, to another faith by the same spirit. And so we're going to look at first, because sometimes it's easier to learn what something is by looking at what it's not. And so we'll look at that real quick. Uh, special faith is not the same kind of faith that Paul talks about in Romans chapter 12 and verse 3. Let's go there. In Romans chapter 12 and verse 3, it says, For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone, you see that word right there? To everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly. Now he's still talking to everyone. As God has dealt to each one, a measure of faith. So in this verse, this is a faith that everyone has. This is what we can call general faith. Everyone has this faith. And so uh, it's not the same faith, and this is the measure of faith that every believer possesses. Every believer possesses a measure of general faith. You have it if you are born again. And so it's been given to us by God. It's not the gift of faith. And we see in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, again, that Paul says the Holy Spirit distributes to one a certain gift and to another, we just read all that, and to another, and to another, and to another, right? And he does so as he wills. If you look, I think I put 29 up there, verse 29, 1 Corinthians, yeah. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles? And then verse 30, what's the answer to this question? Do all have gifts of healings? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? And, and he continues to go on and he says, no. <laughs> to each one, as he distributes, as he wills. This is not the same kind. It's true for, if it's true for one, 
of the gifts, that not everybody has it, then it's true for all of them, all nine of them. Uh, they are a spiritual or supernatural gift that is given to an individual as the Holy Spirit wills. It's as he wills. It's not a natural gift like general faith, which we all possess. All the gifts of the Spirit that we find listed in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 are spiritual and supernatural. Now, there's been some confusion as well with the gift of faith as we talked about with some of the other gifts. Uh, so we're going to just look at three types of faith real quick. We'll look at three types of faith that uh, we have available to us as believers and even people who are not believers. Actually, you'll see for the first one, general faith. We just read this in Romans chapter 12, verse 3. In the natural, we see this faith in a farmer. A farmer goes out to the field and he sows seed in the ground. He believes that he's going to see a return on that seed, a harvest. And he does so, it's a matter of months sometimes. But he knows if he takes care of the ground, does what he d needs to do to maintain it, water it, the sun does what it needs to do, that the ground is going to produce. He has faith in that. If he did not have faith, he would not buy the seed or he would not have the seed. He would not put the seed in the ground. He would keep it in the house. <laughs> But he has faith. A fisherman, when they go out, Ivan likes to fish. When they go out, they go out in faith that the fish is there. They drop the line in the water. <laughs> Unfortunately, sometimes it just doesn't happen. But, but a professional fisherman <laughs> that knows where the fish are, <laughs> they put that line in and they have faith before they get there. Now, I know I was watching when people were coming in. You all have this natural kind of faith too. I did not see anyone go up to the chair, pick it up, inspect it before they sat down. You just sat in the chair and you have faith that it's going to hold you. <laughs> this church, I, I, I'm assuming they take care of their chairs <laughs> and that they'll be okay. It's not loose, the leg or anything. Good. And you just sat down. And so that's natural, general faith that we all have. We all have it. We all have a measure of that faith. And so uh, the same applies to us uh, when we, we use this kind of faith when we are praying a prayer that we want answered from the Lord. Maybe we're sick and we get prayer for healing. Uh, we also use a maybe financial need we have. We pray to God. That's just natural faith. And we all have that faith. And we all need that faith. And so uh, remember uh, the baptism. And here's why that's not special faith or the gift of faith. Because you prayed that general prayer of faith to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Well, the gifts of the Spirit only come after you receive the baptism. That's a requirement. Baptism of the Holy Spirit is the door to the supernatural. And so uh, this kind of faith is general faith, and we all need it. And general faith is the kind of faith you used to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This is the kind of faith Jesus is talking about in Mark 11, chapter, uh, chapter 11, verse 23. We know that verse well, don't we? General faith can be increased as we feed on the word of God and exercise it in our lives. We can, we can grow. 
we can develop in faith. Amen? Jesus told some people, you have great faith. Remember? He told two individuals. We talked about this last Saturday. He told two individuals, you have great faith. What was, how did he see it? He saw it in what they said. They didn't do a particular thing. They said some words and he said, oh, you have great faith. And so because of that, that's how he located where their faith was. So that's why our words are so important, aren't they? That's a good indication of faith. And so uh, the second kind of faith, so we have general faith. The second kind of faith is saving faith. So we have saving faith, the faith which leads one to salvation. And we see this one in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves... It is the gift of God. An example of saving faith is the thief on the cross next to Jesus. Remember him? There were two. One who, we just know where he went. And the other one who decided, oh, <laughs> he's someone and I need something from him. And so he decided, you know, nothing like waiting till the last minute. <laughs> nothing like waiting until the last minute. So you could see that in Luke chapter 23, verse 34 to 43. He had saving faith. And he believed on Jesus and received salvation as he hung there on that cross. And then uh, the Philippian jailer, remember him? In the book of Acts chapter 16, he believed and was converted. And we're going to see that story a little later. If you've received Jesus into your life, then turn the, then, uh, hold on just a minute. This is, yeah. So if you have saving faith, that's what I'm going to say. So if you have received Jesus into your life, you have saving faith. Amen? You have saving faith. Do you believe that? Yes, we have saving faith. If we've received Jesus, we've had, we have to have it. Amen? And the Philippian jailer and the other gentleman is an example of those. The fruit of faith, that's the third one. This is, we see this in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22. We also call this faithfulness. You see it in, the, in, in Galatians chapter 5. Uh, the fruit of our recreated spirit that we receive after we receive salvation. Different kind of faith than the gift of faith, than saving faith, than general faith. There's several different kinds of faith. And so we see this in Galatians chapter 5, 22 and 23. We can read it. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. This is the fruit of our recreated spirit. And this is one we receive after we receive salvation. And fruit grows, doesn't it? And so just as natural fruit grows, we can grow and develop in this fruit of faith. And, you know, how, does, how do we develop in these fruits? <laughs> By every day, everything we go through in our lives. Everything I go through on a daily basis helps to grow <laughs> my fruit. That's on the inside. <laughs> 
everything. We say, Lord, give me patience. He says, I gave it to you. <laughs> I gave you patience. Now, how do I know that I have patience? The only way I know I have patience is not if I have nothing to wait for. <laughs> the way I know I have patience is if I pray and say, Lord, I, you know, this is a, something that I need, and, and it's wait. <laughs> okay, yeah, I supply it for you, but it's not the right time. Or, you know, my kids. <laughs> or, you know, something else. That's, I, that's how I develop and grow in the fruit of patience. That's how I develop and grow. The more I have to exercise it, the more I'll grow in that fruit. And so if I don't ever exercise it, if I don't ever do anything with it, I'm not going to grow anymore. It'll just be, you know, I'll always struggle with that area. And so you see all of that. I mean, self-control right there. You know, if I've never had to operate in self-control, I mean, how many of us have never had to have self-control about anything? Piece of cake, brownie. <laughs> Notice I go right to food. <laughs> You know, we have to have self-control or that thing I want and I want to buy it right now, but yet I know financially I shouldn't do it, but it looks so good. <laughs> I need that toy. You know, whatever it is, and, and we have to exercise self-control. Well, I do it. That's a win for me. Guess what? I grew a little in self-control. In self and so on to the next thing, joy and peace, same thing. If I've never had to develop and grow in those areas, I'm going to start, it's going to be hard at first. But when you grow and develop in it, it's like an overflowing. You ever see a tree that's just budding and beautiful? That's how your life is. Your life is just producing that fruit. It's maximized your capacity. To, it's just amazing. Not saying you're not going to have any problems, but to whom much is given, much is required. And so you might need more fruit. <laughs> you might need bigger fruit, amen? You've got bigger challenges. You need to be strengthened and have more on the inside of you. So these are other types of faith, but not the gift of faith. We're still looking at what the gift of faith is not. Uh, but these are types of faith that we all have and we need, amen? amen. And so uh, they are, uh, when the gifts of the Spirit manifest, like the gift of faith, it's spiritual or supernatural gift that is given to an individual as the Holy Spirit wills. It's not a natural gift like general faith, which we all possess. We want to make sure we're really clear on that. Amen? Glory to God. All right. So I like what Dad Hagen says. I wrote that down. It says, um, while the fruit of the Spirit are for the development of Christian character, the gifts of the Spirit are to produce power in the believer's life. I love that distinction. So the gifts are for the development of our Christian character. I mean, the fruit are for the development of our Christian character. The gifts are for power in our lives. They produce power. So these three kinds of faith are different than the gift of special faith. Now let's look at the gift of special faith and what it is. It's a supernatural manifestation of the Holy Spirit to receive a miracle. That's just putting it just very plainly. That's what it is. Uh, when the, this gift manifests through an individual, that person 
is empowered to believe the impossible is doable to accomplish what can only be done supernaturally. The person could not do this ordinarily in their own ability. That's what the gift of faith is. It can operate in the areas of divine protection, divine provision. Whatever area it works in, it, is, it works independent of the individual. God does super, something supernaturally on their behalf. And we're going to look at examples in the Bible and in today's modern time. But the gift of faith is not like the working of miracles or it's not like uh, a word of wisdom because it works independent of the individual. All the other ones, it's I have to say something. I have to do something. In the gift of faith, I receive something. That's what the person who is being used receives something from God. He does it and they rejoice in it. And so uh, that's, that's the difference. Um, we're going to look at the working of miracles after the gift of faith, but I want to make this distinction now because it can, it can get, because we say working of miracles is clear, that's a work. <laughs> that's me working. Uh, but the uh, gift of faith is a, is a receiving. There's no human energy or strength exercised in this gift. Even like the gift of tongues, interpretation of tongues, I have to do something. I have to physically open my mouth and say something, believe God for the interpretation of it. And remember, this is all not just turn it on as I want. This is as he wills. And so uh, the gift of faith is a little different. Uh, the gift comes purely from the power of God flowing in and through an individual. God does something supernaturally on their behalf. Both of these gifts produce miracles, but one does and one receives. And tonight we're talking about the one that receives. When the gift of faith operates in a person, whatever is spoken or desired by that individual being used in this gift will happen, will happen. The gift of faith utilizes faith which fully expects a miracle. Fully expects a miracle. Sometimes that miracle manifests immediately. Other times it takes, it could take a while before it manifests, but it always manifests, always. If this sounds supernatural, <laughs> it's because it is. It's because it is. And we said last week when we were talking about this that Satan always has a counterfeit for the things of God. Always does. And so what would be the counterfeit of the gift of faith? So oh yeah, we're going to go there. So the counterfeit for the gift of faith, witchcraft. Ooh, I use that word. Um, so it, in the U.S., in the U.S., so the devil would have you believe, he would have you believe that the thing we desire will come to pass by believing, simply believing for them. He wants you to believe that same thing. So here in uh, the U.S., it's not as open uh, and not as, we don't see it as much. It's not prevalent as it is in other countries. 
in other countries, it's well advertised that you could go over to so-and-so's house and she'll take a little doll, you know, and this is, we know this individual as maybe a witch doctor or whatever, and she'll take a pin and she'll stick it in there while reciting incantations. And if you have a husband, a wife, a friend that did you ugly, she can curse them. They're supposed to die from it, all of that stuff. And it works. Do you know why it works? Because the individual that goes there is going in faith. They have absolute faith, not in that individual, but in the spirit that's working in that individual. And the spirit that's working in that individual, I'm going to tell you right now, I'll just announce it, is not God. <laughs> it's not the spirit of God. It is not the spirit of God because the devil is the one where curses originate from his domain. God does not put a curse on anybody. He'll allow it if you'll allow it, but he does not, it does not originate. The curse originated with the devil. And so anytime you see that operating, you know it's a counterfeit of the things of God. But you know what I find very interesting is that I can tell somebody, oh, the devil, he's going to do this and that, and, and you go to this person, they're going to do that, and they will, this medium will tell you about that and come with me, come say, and they will go and have no problem believing it. I stand up and say, God is good, and he wants to heal you, and for some reason we go, huh? I don't, I don't know if I can get behind that. I don't know if I can believe. It's hard to believe that something good is about to happen to me. But it's okay to believe that, oh, she, she could put a curse on that person. And it, we believe that quicker than we believe the things of God and the things of the Spirit. But I'm telling you right now, the things of the Spirit are more real than you and I. In fact, we are spirit beings. We're only sitting here because we have natural bodies. But the moment breath leaves this body, guess what happens? We go somewhere. <laughs> where we originated from, <laughs> you know, our bodies go, you know, buried in the earth. But our spirit man lives on forever. We were created to be eternal beings. And so when I look at you, I'm looking at your body, the outer you, but the real you is on the inside. And if you've received Jesus, you can know and be assured that when my breath leaves my body, <laughs> I know where I'm headed. You can have that assurance, thank you, Jesus, that we can. But that's the counterfeit of the devil when it comes to the gifts of the Spirit. That's his counterfeit. And so we need to know that. We need to be aware of that because it does work. Um, I'll give you an example in real life. I was going to a nail technician. Some of you may have heard this. I was going to a nail technician uh, that was near uh, my, my home, and I walked in, and I could tell something is not right with her today. And so I sat down, and she was like, Ugh. and I'm like, are you okay? Are you feeling okay? She's like, I just had an awful experience. I'm like, what's the matter? Oh, this lady that does, you know, tells your future and stuff came in 
and she told her something really great while she was doing her eyebrows. She was threading her eyebrows, and she said she told her that she's gonna, um, her husband's gonna come to the States, and that they're gonna do well, and that she's gonna have a happy life, and they're gonna have grandchildren, like all this good stuff. She said, so then, and then she told another customer, another client, that she was gonna have a baby soon, and she said everybody was happy. So then when she came and sat with me, I told her, okay, now what about me? I was all happy. She told her she was gonna die at either was 56 or 59 with a painful disease, and she said, I see it in your stomach area. And she said, and I said, oh, okay. So, you know, I'm just, I'm just listening. She's not asking my opinion at that time. I'm just listening. And so she said, and I, she said, so I'm, I'm thinking I got to get my stuff together. And I, so then I asked her the question. I said, so you believe what she said? Oh, yes. Yes, I believe what she said. She said, oh, I already feel like I'm having pain. I'm like, are you serious? She's like, I already feel like I'm having pain. I wonder if that's what it is. She's like, no, she, the thing she's told other people stuff, she said, because she started with, I saw this place before you even came in here. I knew it was going to be a nail salon, and I knew it was going to be yours. I saw it. I'm like, where were you to go tell her before that? right now you say it so but she be, but she started on that so she pulled her right in so she said so I don't know so we're sitting there doing the nails and I'm not saying anything I'm just like so you believe what she said she's like yeah I said how why do you believe what she said well because she said and she said oh, okay and she said other people she's told this one that their son was gonna be born and have a problem but that he would be okay and that exact thing okay all right so she was doing the nails, and she mentioned something about next Christmas or something. And she said, well, that's if I'm not sick. She fully believes that she's going to be sick. So before I left, I did tell her. I said, listen, you've got to make a decision. Do you want to live past 56 or 59? And she said, yeah, I have kids. They're only like 14. But yeah, I, I want to see, I want grandkids. I said, then you better start changing what you're saying. I don't want to step on your toes or anything, but if you believe what she told you, you will be dead by that age. I said, she put fear in you and you are feeding it. Every word that you're saying out of your mouth is supporting what she said. And you're giving life to those words that she said. You'll be dead if you don't change your words. Oh, oh, I could change it. I could change it. She didn't even know. She just figured she had to receive it. Just such an example, that's how the devil works. And then when it happens, they go, oh, that lady something. Oh, you just spoke it right into existence in your own life. Your faith brought that to you because whatever you think about, you bring about. The more you speak it, the more you're going to think about it. And the more it's going to show up in your life, whether good or bad, life and death, are in the power of our tongue, the word of God says. So I can bring forth good things and I can bring forth bad things. We said, we talked about my aunt who would not, did not want to hear anything about her 80 year old, 80th birthday. We kept saying, oh, you're 80th birthday. Don't even talk to me about that. I don't even want to be 80. I don't want to be 80. Drop dead, heart attack in the store right before her 80th birthday. It's not, ooh, ooh. no, it's just, this is what it is. <laughs> There's life and death in the power of our tongue. And the spirit realm is real.
It's so real. And it's good and there are bad. And thank God that we have the Holy Spirit and his gifts. We don't need the counterfeit. I don't need the counterfeit. I have the real deal. Amen? And so we don't, because with the counterfeit, there are consequences. And so we thank God for the rewards. Oh, my watch, tell me I'm working out. I'm moving around too much. All right. So, so we understand the counterfeit. Amen? So uh, we need to be uh, real quick to believe the things of the Holy Spirit more than we are the things of the devil. All right. Let's just, one more thing. The gift of faith is a supernatural gift that works independent of the individual, unlike the other gifts that require the individual to either speak, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and so on, perform miracles, working of miracles, gifts of healings. It's an unlimited faith because God, not man, is the door. So we're limited when we do the other things, but not this one, not on this one. He is the source of its energy. And so Lester Summerall gives an example of the gift of faith. He said it's more than a conqueror faith. We see the term more than a conqueror in Romans chapter 8 and verse 37. We don't have to go there, but you can write it down. Romans chapter 8 verse 37. He said a conqueror is one who meets another person of equal strength and knocks them out. He said, a person who is more than a conqueror just stands there and says, fall, and down goes the other person. <laughs> yeah? God does something while your hands are closed. God does the fighting, you do the rejoicing. It's not that you're lazy, but you are just allowing him to work through you and in you. And let that power of God uh, supernaturally flow through you. You speak it, and God does it. You either believe this or you don't. You know, it, that, it's just, that's just the way it is. We believe this or we don't. And the Holy Spirit will never consider an individual who doesn't believe it to flow in this gift. He just won't use the person in this way if they're not ready for that. You either believe it or you don't. You can't function in God without faith. And we see that. In Romans 10, 17, it tells us how faith comes. So if I'm struggling with this word of the Holy Spirit and his gifts, I don't know if I really understand and I believe that. You know what will really help us is if we'll just pick up the word of God and we'll just say, okay, I need to look this up and see it for myself. Put your eyes on it. I always tell people, don't come to church and take every word that the pastor says, including me. And I think I give a good word. But don't even take what I say. Go home and study it for yourself. And ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you how it applies to your life. We talked about that last week. How does I apply this to my life? And what's my response to it? And I just, I, I love the gifts, the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. I want to be used by him in that way. And the more I learn about it, the more hungry I get for it. And what, I mean, think about it. We looked at the gifts, the vocal gifts and how they edify and they strengthen and they build us up. When you receive a word, you know, it just edifies you. It strengthens you. 
and it builds you up. Or when God heals you supernaturally, not something that you can do on your own accord, you know, by taking vitamins or taking medication, but he does it. He comes and he does the surgery. There's a story, I know this is odd, and I'll close with this. I know this, is, this takes a lot to, to say, hmm, you know, a lot of times, again, because we are not spirit. Uh, we are not in tune with the spirit like we should be. It sounds kind of far-fetched, but it's the truth, and they have documentation. One of the ministries that we know and we support, there was an individual that was a partner with that ministry, and they were uh, believing God for healing, uh, and it was through uh, this part of uh, them. They had an accident, and they had to put in a, um, like, it, it looked like a, a ball joint, like it was a new, like, the elbow part of it. Yeah, and it, so it was like, you know, it was a bendy thing, and it had this ball here. I'm like, okay, a new elbow, I guess. I don't know. But it was metal, and they had to put it in. And so one night, he was praying, and then he laid down and went to sleep, and he slept soundly. And he woke up, and that metal was outside on the bed. So he went to the doctors. He's like, there's no cut or anything on my arm. So he went to the doctor, and the doctor said, oh, you, it grew in. It grew, you don't need that. Where did you get that? He said, it was my part. So they took the, every part that they put in you has uh, an ID on it. They track those things. And so they took it, and they're like, wait a minute. So they track, yep, yeah, nope, that that's the part. That's what, and he's like, so I don't have that part inside. No, nope. <laughs> they did x-rays, no. So he said, an angel, the Lord showed him, an angel went to work on him while he was sleeping because that part was not, it wasn't helping. It was still not right. And so God gave it to him supernaturally. Well, you, you can believe it or you cannot believe it. But they have documented proof. And if you believe it, I've heard people say, well, in our church, we don't have healing and we don't have it. And I'm like, you, do you believe it? No, because I don't see it. Well, then you'll never see it. <laughs> you have to believe it like Jesus told Thomas, you know, blessed are you who saw it and believed, but they're even more blessed. You know, he said, actually, he said, good for you <laughs> for believing, but he said, blessed are they who believe and not see it. They don't see it, but yet they believe it. And that's what faith is. This faith is, I have faith for this. Even if I don't see it, I, when I hear it happens to someone, I say, good for you. This happens to me all the time. <laughs> In Jesus' name. <laughs> you you receive that financial provision. Good for you. It happens to me all the time. <laughs> In Jesus' name. And so uh, that is the gift of faith. On um, maybe not this Sunday, because I want to allow my brother-in-law, you know, some time. Uh, but the following Sunday, we will pick up on the gift of faith and we will talk about uh, the gift of faith examples. We'll talk about in the Old New Testament and we'll also talk about in today's time uh, the, the people that are, uh, have been used uh, in the gift, they function in the gift of faith, okay? I hope you got something from that. Uh, it's, it's not a topic, again, that we run around and woo shout and all that but when we see it manifest we do <laughs> it's a joy when we see it manifest if you're ready to give tonight you can raise your hand Donnie will serve you if you need an envelope uh, for those of you who are watching online you can go on our website fhfcma.com and click that online giving link it will be right there you can also text fhfc to that phone number that 833 number uh, and you can give that way
uh, we, uh, when we talk about giving in this body, it's not just something that we do, oh, of course, we're going to, you know, give. Yeah, well, we, it, it's an opportunity for us. We look at it as investment time. And so we invest in the kingdom of God and we thank him for multiplying the seed that we sow. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right. Now, before we give, I have, we have um, last Sunday or last Wednesday, two Wednesdays ago, uh, mom sat with me and we did a Let's Talk segment. And we did a Let's Talk segment on developing our prayer life. And uh, she mentioned some resources uh, that she has used uh, or that she first started using like back in the day. This is in the early, uh, late 70s, uh, well, early 70s, mid, mid to late 70s. And uh, she mentioned one of the books and it's called In His Presence, The Secret of Prayer. And it's by E.W. Kenyon. And so God laid it on someone's heart uh, to bless our faith family with some copies so I want to give one away today, and I have a few more to give away. Now, online community, don't get upset. On Sunday, you will have an opportunity to get one. And so uh, I'll tell you how on Sunday, but you got to be quick. So start practicing. <laughs> start practicing now. you got to be quick because it's the first one who responds. So we know whenever we give away a resource here, I don't do a big thing about it. I just say, who wants it? And whoever comes and gets it first, gets it. So who wants it? <laughs> Come on, Donnie. <laughs> oh, do you want it? All right. Uh, he can get it on Sunday. You can. Come on. <laughs> I got you, Donnie. I got you. There you go. <laughs> she said, nice to meet you, Donnie. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Donnie, we got you. We got you. All right. If you, uh, you can go ahead and... You can go ahead and give, and then, uh, Donnie, you can bring that up. We'll pray. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Donnie, you can bring that up, and we'll pray. Glory to God. <laughs> for those of you that don't know, this is Donnie, for those watching online. He's always up here with the offering, uh, uh, bringing up the offering receptacle. This is one of our ushers. And so this is Mr. Donnie. He's faithful to serve and impact the body. Father, we just thank you for this opportunity to invest in your kingdom. We thank you, Father, for everything. I, you see every need that is represented right here. You are the one that gives us the ability to work. And so we work and we give you first fruits. We give you the, the, the first part of it that belongs to you. And then we sow over and above that, naming our seed and knowing that we receive a return on the harvest. We receive a harvest on that seed. And so, Father, every need, I ask that you would meet it right now. Every financial need, every need of healing, every need of restoration, every need, every need is met according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. We thank you for it, and I thank you for a hundredfold return on every seed that is sown. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you, sir. Glory to God. All right. So uh, come Sunday, it will be special and, and you'll enjoy it. Uh, my brother-in-law had COVID and didn't know, well, he didn't know it. 
And so I'll let him share the testimony. But the doctors said he's a miracle, that no one lived with the symptoms. He arrived at the hospital with a collapsed lung, and he'll tell the rest of the story. And so uh, there were a lot of lessons learned, but then also there was a, 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 a big time healing in that. And, and he's just, he, the only thing he said, I don't know if I can get through it without crying. I said, cry all you want, we'll cry with you. <laughs> And he's, he's usually not a crier, if you know my brother-in-law, but he's like, ooh. <laughs> and my sister goes, every time he tells this story, he cries. <laughs> I'm like, we'll cry with him. I said, it'll be even better. <laughs> so anyway, so come and be a part of it. Thank God. I thank God for each of you. Thank you for coming. Uh, we had some testimonies today. There are individuals who um, they pray with me every morning at 930. So if you uh, are available at 930, right on Facebook. We only do that live on Facebook. We sometimes post it to Instagram, but primarily it's on Facebook. And at 930, we have a group of people who pray. And thank you for your faithfulness to do that. But testimonies are just coming in as a result of the prayer. And some people are, you know, I'm a work in progress, but, you know, we have an individual who, it, this is the first time that they have not drank in 11 days. 11 days, that's huge for them. Huge for them. Never done this before. And so we're just grateful to God for that. There's been restoration in families with the children. And so we thank God for that. Uh, healing in bodies, and we thank God for that. Uh, and so I'm just grateful to God for his healing. We're seeing it. We're hearing about it. we got to testify more. If you have a testimony, I'm not getting any glory stories from anybody. I know people are shy. I'm learning that people are shy to do videos. And so I think we need to do a class about how to do a video. <laughs> and so uh, that's a story for another day. But uh, so we need to uh, share. I, I encourage you, share it with someone at least. Because you overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. So if God does something good for you, tell somebody. I don't care how little you think it is or how insignificant, it's not. It's a big deal. And a grateful heart is a magnet for more miracles. Amen? Glory to God. Stand with me tonight. Father, we just thank you for the opportunity to get in your word. We thank you, Father, for everything that you are doing in our lives. We give you the glory for it. We look to you, Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And we thank you that you help us every single moment of our lives. I thank you as we put you first. We see the glorious things that you have set aside just for us for such a time as this. We honor 